Hey y'all, and welcome back to Southern Gal Reads. I'm Wheezy, and this episode, I wanted to do a little something different. Have you ever read a book, maybe didn't like it, and then picked it back up months, or maybe even years later, and realized that you love it now? That's happened to me three times this year. I get that you might be thinking, what's the point of reading something you already said you didn't like? And I honestly don't have an answer for that. It started back in January for me. I was at a used bookstore and I saw a copy of Every Heart a Doorway by Sean and McGuire. I first read Every Heart a Doorway back in 2016 when it was first published and book Twitter could not stop talking about the novella and its asexual representation. Nearly every other tweet that I saw was about how amazing this book was and how much everyone was enjoying it and looking back now I feel like the hype surrounding it was what killed my initial enjoyment of it. When we as a community almost overhype a book. We put enormous pressure not just on the text to actually be above and beyond great, but also on the reader to like it. This might just be a me thing, but when I dislike a book that is so beloved, it almost makes me feel like I did something wrong. Like maybe I read it wrong, or maybe I'm just not smart enough to enjoy it the way other people did. The first time I read Every Heart a Doorway, well, To be honest, I didn't finish it. (laughs) I went into it with such high expectations and with such enormous pressure to like it that I instantly found Nancy to be boring and the plot felt dry. To make matters worse, when I tried to discuss these feelings, I was almost bombarded with accusations of, I don't see how you can't like it, and did we read the same book? (laughs) So I quietly DNF'd it gave the book away, and washed my hands of the whole series, and spent each new release rolling my eyes thinking about how much I hated this series. I can't tell you what made me pick that copy up at that used bookstore in January. My friend that was with me joked that it was probably because the book was lonely on a shelf all by itself, and really that's probably the most logical reason. It's definitely more logical than rebuying a book you didn't finish and gave away. Regardless of the reason, I bought it, and when I got home that afternoon, I settled in to read it and was surprised, elated, really, when I realized that I love this book. Before I was even halfway through, I'd already ordered the next two in the series, and when I finished, I ordered the last two. Let me read you the synopsis. Eleanor West's home for wayward children. No solicitations, no visitors, no quests. Children have always disappeared under the right conditions, slipping through the shadows under a bed or at the back of a wardrobe, tumbling down rabbit holes and into old wells, and emerging somewhere else. But magical lands have little need for used-up miracle children. Nancy tumbled once, but now she's back. The things she's experienced, they change a person. The children under Miss West's care understand all too well. 
and each of them is seeking a way back to their own fantasy world. But Nancy's arrival marks a change at the home. There's a darkness just around each corner, and when tragedy strikes, it's up to Nancy and her newfound schoolmates to get to the heart of the matter, no matter the cost. I know you probably hear the synopsis and think, Queasy, how could you not love that? It's literally everything you love about books. And you would be correct. I should have loved this book the first time I read it. And I really do think I would have if it hadn't been so hyped and there hadn't been so much pressure to like it. But when I read it again, I fell in love with the series, the characters, and Shauna and McGuire's writing. Her talent really shines when she can take a group of kids and have some of them resigned to the fact that they aren't going back to their fairy tale world and some of them so desperate to go back that they would murder for the opportunity. And she makes us feel sympathy for all of them. Some of the characters are just downright mean, but I found myself understanding them just as easily as I understood the characters were supposed to like. Imagine being snatched away from your childhood and forced into a world where none of the rules you know apply, being forced to abide by bloodshed and mayhem, and then drop back into your own world and told to adjust immediately. Imagine having everything you know ripped away, having to relearn how to live in this new space, and then having that ripped away. I'm not sure if McGuire meant for us to have that sympathy for them, but I did. And she made sympathy possible through her writing. I gave Every Heart a Doorway five stars after originally DNFing it. If you like magic, mayhem, and a touch of heart, this might be the book for you. Another book that I DNFed and then ended up loving was The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. This was another book that had so much hype when it first published and there was so much pressure to like this book because the author was charismatic and obviously had made friends with a lot of big book Twitter reviewers. I actually think I got an arc of this one if I'm not mistaken and I ended up DNFing it really close to the end and passing the arc to someone else. Let me read you the synopsis. 17-year-old Alice and her mother have spent most of Alice's life on the road, always a step ahead of the uncanny bad luck biting at their heels. But when Alice's grandmother, the reclusive author of a cult classic book of pitch-dark fairy tales, dies alone on her estate, the Hazelwood, Alice learns how bad her luck can really get. Her mother is stolen away by a figure who claims to come from the hinterland, the cruel supernatural world where her grandmother's stories are set. Alice's only lead is the message her mother left behind, stay away from the Hazelwood. Alice has long steered clear of her grandmother's cultish fans, but now she has no choice but to ally with classmate Ellery Finch, a hinterland superfan who may have his own reasons for wanting to help her. To retrieve her mother, Alice must venture first to the Hazelwood, then into the world where her grandmother's tales began, and where she might find out how her own story went so wrong. 
I was gifted my second copy of this book by a pen pal and I didn't want to be rude and tell her that I had previously not enjoyed this one. And I also thought, well, I like Every Heart of Doorway now. Maybe this one will be the same. And surprisingly enough, it was the same. My first go around with The Hazelwood, I struggled through reading it until I finally gave up. The second time, I couldn't put it down. The funny thing is that after the book came out, I saw reviewer after reviewer DNF or low rate this book. I felt, for lack of a better term, vindicated that I wasn't the only one not impressed by this book. It has a moderately low rating on Goodreads and not too many positive reviews. After reading it a second time without the added pressure of needing to like it, I have to say that I understand the bad reviews while giving it a good review myself. Alice is not an engaging main character. She's lived too much in her mother's shadow, running without putting down roots, and that's the way she's written. So I totally understand people being bored with her, but I find her fascinating from the perspective that she's a thing that doesn't belong. I wish we had gotten to know more about the fairy tales about Alice's mother and grandmother, and I'm hoping that the sequel to the book, which is already published, will fill that gap for me. I gave the Hazelwood four stars after originally DNFing it. If you like fairy tales, road trips, and magical forests, this might be the book for you. The last book I want to talk about is The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. I first read this book in 2018 and initially rated it two stars. Let me read you the synopsis. Jude was seven when her parents were murdered and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there despite her mortality. But many of the fae despise humans, especially Prince Cardin, the youngest and wickedest son of the high king. To win a place at the court, she must defy him and face the consequences. As Jude becomes more deeply embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, she discovers her own capacity for trickery and bloodshed. But as betrayal threatens to drown the courts of fairy and violence, Jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself. I have not had much luck with Holly Black's books, and I know that is a very unpopular opinion because she's a much-beloved author. I've read Dollbones, The Darkest Part of the Forest, and The Iron Trial, and I did not rate a single one of those books above 2.5 stars. I think Holly is an obviously talented writer. She wouldn't have the career she does if she wasn't. But there is just something about her writing style that doesn't work for me. I read The Cruel Prince not long after it was released because it was gifted to me by a friend who had absolutely adored the book enough that he had already read it twice. I wanted to love this book. I wanted something Holly wrote to work for me, but it didn't. 
about halfway through the book, I was done with slogging through and it took me almost three months to actually finish it. It was another book I just quietly set aside and didn't write on Goodreads. I ended up receiving The Cruel Prince again as a gift this year. Instead of giving it away, I thought, maybe I'll read it and see if it works for me now. And then I devoured the rest of the series. There are still things about folk, the Folk of the Air series that doesn't work for me. I think parts of the plot drag on forever. Characters aren't fully fleshed out or aren't given enough space in the book for me to care about them. I honestly cannot tell you any of the characters aside from Jude and Carden, not even Jude's sisters. <laughs> and I mean, that's obviously an issue. It was good in the moment, but not good enough for it to stick with me. Not that I think all books have to be groundbreaking and life-changing. Sometimes good in the moments are fine and enjoyable. That's how the series was for me. And I'm okay with that. I gave The Cruel Prince four stars after originally giving it two. If you like Trixie Faye, Mean Little Human Girls, and Enemies to, well, Enemy Lovers... <laughs> This might be the book for you. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll come back and join me for another episode of Southern Gal Reads.